Hello, everyone. This is Travis J. Vernon, and welcome to today's podcast. As a kid at a young age, I had a Field and Stream magazine subscription. I could not wait every month for that new magazine. Part of that was the anticipation, setting up ideas, things that I wanted to do, hopes and dreams. And it really started me at a very young age with a bucket list. Like many people, my youth was pre-internet. We weren't able to type in a random phrase or a question or a topic and have millions of responses immediately. The high school I attended had a pretty good library and as a youth I would go to the library and they had a whole bunch of the Boy Scout merit badge books. And I would take those Boy Scout merit badge books and read them cover to cover just for information. I was always really excited about raising chickens, raising birds, and doing those sorts of things. One of the presents that I really wanted when I was a child was an incubator. I wanted to hatch and raise my own birds. It took a long time. I was able to get an incubator. I was still pretty young. I think I got my incubator when I was 12. And I started hatching my own pheasants, chuckers, and chickens. I had my brooder at the end of my bed. So there I am as a little kid. Every morning, every night, turning eggs. I didn't have an automatic egg turner. So I'd put an X on one side of the egg and an O on the other side, really small in pencil, so that I could make sure that I had a plan on which time was going to be the X's all up, which time was going to be the O's all up. It became a task and a hobby on the days that my birds were hatching. It was so exciting. I could sit there for hours, peeking in the little viewfinder window and watching those birds peep through, take their first little fuzzy steps, dry out into a complete and total puffball, and then that moment of becoming their mom where I was their world. I was the one that was responsible for them. I had to teach them what to do, what not to do. I kept a brooder at the end of my bed. And the last group of birds that I hatched in my incubator as a child was a group of about 15 chickens. Those chickens would peep and chirp and do the little chicken stuff in their brooder. I would take them out every morning they would follow me out the back door of the house. I'd walk them outside where they could walk around and pick and scratch and do chicken stuff. And I was definitely mom. It didn't take very long for those chickens to be able to fly up and land on the edge of the brooder. As soon as it was light enough to see, they would be on the edge of the brooder and start chirping and making noises so that I had to get up and take them outside. When that group of birds went into the coop, they were always the most friendly chickens I've ever had. I could go down. I had a stump and some other structure in the coop that they could fly around and perch on. And as soon as I would get down to the coop, they'd get excited. I'd sit down on the log. They'd fly up and land in my lap, land on my shoulder, and just hang out with me. Super cool birds. And then I had a moment where I had to grow up pretty quick. One night, my sister came running down the hall woke me up, said, it sounds like there's something in your chickens. So out we go, run down to the coop, and sure enough, there was a great big mink 
in the chickens, and it had messed up every single one of them. I guess I should have warned my sister, because as soon as the mink was clear of where the birds were, I shot it with the 20-gauge shotgun. That scared her pretty bad, especially since she was the one holding the light, and she immediately went back to the house. I realized that most of my chickens were pretty hurt. Every chicken that wasn't dead was at the point of needing to be put down. And that was pretty tough for a kid. I had to go up and get my 22, come back down, hold the flashlight, and put down my own birds. That was a pretty tough day. That was a tough experience. And while it was tough on me as a kid, at the same time, it taught me a lot of life lessons. I understood the circle of life pretty well. And sometimes there's tasks you just have to buckle down and get done because it's the right thing to do. But even still, I love raising birds. My wife and I have 13 chickens, fresh eggs every day. I enjoy birds. Each one of them has their own unique personality, and they're just fun to have around the house. There's nothing quite like, though, turning your own eggs and hatching them in an incubator. Maybe all of that started from seeing those advertisements in the back of field and stream for Murray McMurray, a poultry catalog. I looked forward to getting that catalog every year and having these dreams of what kind of birds I was going to get. The Easter egg-laying birds, the feather-footed birds, the bantams. No different than getting the seed catalogs for your garden. And I think it was at that young age that I really started to develop my own bucket list. Those items that I wanted to do in life. Those things that I wanted to see. I became enamored with caribou. Reading the stories about caribou, seeing the different people go on hunts, the migrations. I went to Alaska when I was 16 to fish with my dad. And I remember how neat it was to see road signs that were caribou crossing or moose crossing. And thinking, wow, that's pretty cool. And since then, I've always desired to go on a caribou hunt. One day I'll make that happen. That's one of the things that's on my bucket list. Something I feel that is important when people are planning a bucket list, whether you're going to go fly fishing, hunting, experience a new place, go visit a national park, or visit another country. We tend to put these high expectations on both ourselves and the experience and what needs to happen for us to enjoy it. A, a version of perceived success versus the actual success. Going on a fly fishing trip in the mountains for me is success in itself. It's an experience. We've left the house. We've left the city. We're in the out of doors. And we're pursuing trout in their native habitat. Catching fish is outstanding. I love doing it. But the trip isn't successful just because you caught fish. It's not successful because you're outside. It's not successful because of where you are. But it is successful because of all of those things. It's all of the little things that happen on the trip, that happen on the experience, that bring it together to make it a success. There were times in my life that I would focus so much on hunting really big deer or hunting really big elk that I started to lose the reason I hunted. And I'm not saying hunting big animals is a bad thing. Not in the slightest. Hunting the most elite is a journey. Sometimes it's just being in the right place at the right time. But you can't be in the right place if you're not outside. 
You can't be in the right place if you're not where they are. And it's all the small interactions that you have throughout the season that give you that education. My bucket list has morphed from very specific tasks to go fishing. In attempting to catch different state fish, which is part of my bucket list, I want to be able to try and catch as many state fish as I can, which makes Hawaii kind of a difficult thing to do. But you guys can look up the Hawaiian state fish. It has helped me open up my perspective to a much broader scenario. So I guess in essence, I had made my bucket list so dependent on things out of my control that it was becoming difficult and not even fun. For quite a while, I didn't really even have a bucket list. I was focused on my job, focused on school. And then I had one of those epiphany moments in life where I was able to really analyze the things that I enjoyed and what made me happy. That moment came when I was having dinner at my parents, following my second divorce, and I had just taken some time off. I went back to being a full-time fly fishing guide for the summer at the place I guided when I was going to college. It was how I paid my way through college, in fact. And I was sitting at the dinner table with mom and dad, and we were just telling stories and having a nice time. And I was talking about my day and some of the things that had happened on the river. And I'll never forget my mom saying, Wow, I haven't seen you this happy since, well, since you used to guide all the time. It was at that moment that I realized I had allowed this perceived success override the things that were most important to me, the things that truly gave me joy, the things that I liked to do and needed to do to keep myself motivated in life, to keep myself pursuing specific hobbies, and finding those little tiny moments of joy every day. That was a really big turning point for me. I stopped chasing money and success as others saw it and started chasing personal success. Things that give me drive, excitement, and things that are fulfilling to me. I really enjoy learning new things. And more than that, I really enjoy teaching and helping other people enjoy new things. So I dove back into my bucket list. I started figuring out what things I loved from my childhood, things that I could continue to do, and I've been happy ever since. You'll still have bad trips, bad experiences. Things don't go the way you would hope they had gone. But when you're focused a little more on the big picture, those things don't matter as much. So break out your bucket list. Start looking at places you haven't been that you've always wanted to go. Dive into it and figure out ways you can make things work. I think knowledge is a great thing, but I think that at some point, people get so caught up in trying to figure out all the little nuances and get all the information that they can before they go out that they don't ever go out. I learned more about elk hunting in one year of pursuing elk than I did all the years that led up to actually hunting them. Mother Nature is a great teacher. It's just fun to get outside and experience all these things. See what you can learn today. What can you make? I just got a couple of foraging books, books about different medicinal properties of wild and native plants of North America. All that stuff is quickly fading, I believe. There's so much knowledge and information. There are so many things that 
I want to know. So many experiences I want to have. And the older I get, the more I realize I'm not going to be able to see all the things I want to see. I'm not going to be able to do all the things I want to do. I have a bucket list that never ends. I love catching fish that I've never caught before. One of the fish that I just barely checked off was the Gila trout in Arizona. It's pretty endangered. But there are a few spots that you can go and catch them still. And I researched one spot. And I really wanted to go. And I had set up this trip to go down and hunt quail with some friends of mine on the border between Arizona and Mexico. Old Mexico. And on the way down, I decided I would see if I couldn't catch a Gila trout. So there I am, southwest Wyoming, doing all this research. Talked to biologists, read stories, got books. Did all this stuff to try and figure out the Gila trout. I get to this one little, it's a reservoir, but man, it's small. Maybe, uh, if if it's more than three acres, I'd be surprised. It's like a giant stock tank. And I fished it for a while and didn't do very well. There's this trickle of a stream coming in. So me and the pups decide we're going to go walk up the stream, see what we can find up there. And there really wasn't a lot of stream to be had. It looked like it came out of the ground 100 yards upstream from the small reservoir. Now I was going quail hunting, so I had hunting dogs with me. Both flushing dogs. Golden Retriever and a Yellow Lab. Yellow Lab's just a puppy. She's only four months old. It was kind of hard to keep her out of the water so we wouldn't spook fish. It was all catch and release and you can only use one fly. Barbless. And I had hooked three and lost all three. And then I finally hooked one and put it in the net. And that feeling of elation, that joy of being able to accomplish something, is such a great feeling. It's just the little things that mean the most to me in life. Seeing the smile on a child's face when they catch their first fish. Or an adult, for that matter. I've had a lot of adults catch their first fish with me. Teaching somebody about dry fly fishing. Watching somebody make a good cast, get a good presentation. The fish comes up, sips the dry fly. And they're so excited. They're so excited that they don't even set the hook. They look at you. With this stunned look. Like it just happened. Like yeah. You missed step three. Now we lost that one. Let's try for another one. Those little experiences. Regardless of how much you study and prepare. Only happen when you get out there. They only happen when you're outside. As much as I enjoy YouTube videos. And people doing things that I've never done. And being able to witness it. Getting out there yourself. Is by far the best part of life. Some of the current bucket list items. I still haven't landed an Atlantic salmon. So I plan on doing that this year. I also want to catch all the native cutthroat trout of the West. There's still a fish in Arizona I wasn't able to catch yet. The Apache trout. I also want to catch the the Rio Grande cutthroat in New Mexico. I was able to get down to Texas and catch the Guadalupe bass. That was a super fun time. So I guess the morals of this podcast today are get outside, go do things. Go check off some bucket list items. 
do some research, but don't get so caught up in the research or caught up that you're going to fail or that you have to have all this right equipment, the best camouflage, the best fly rod. Just go do it, experience it, and enjoy yourself. You're never going to have enough time to do everything you want to do. If you don't have a bucket list, start a bucket list. Sometimes you just have to get out there and live a little. Sleep in your truck. It's probably one of the best things about hunting and fishing and foraging and being in the outdoors is the number of sunsets and sunrises that you'll get to see in your life. So work on your bucket list and go live your stories. Mm -hmm.